This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to the Full Scale Outdoors Podcast. I am Dale Luganville. Thank you very much for joining me, my guest. Today, we're going to talk some goose hunting. Uh, I know it might seem literally, but it's really not. I mean, like, game fair is... Right around the corner. It'll be here before you know it. Uh, I know me and my buddies are already talking about goose hunting. I got live geese right out this window. I'm watching them growing up. The babies look pretty much like mom and dad right now. So, yeah, we're it's going to be here before you know it. So, my guest today is Mr. Dean Tolugan from Premier Flight Outfitters. Now, that is who I guide with for spring snow goose hunts in South Dakota. Um, he is a great dude. He is hilarious. We tap into a little bit of that uh, this episode. Uh, we get a brief history of it. I didn't want to dwell too much of that. I just kind of wanted to get into uh, the conversations uh, similar to what we have, you know, at guide camp. And they're a lot of fun. It's a lot of silliness. Um, but he's a very knowledgeable individual, a very warm-hearted individual, and uh, he has a great sense of humor, and uh, he smiles a lot, and I like that. So I, I really enjoy working for him, hopefully do it for a long time, and I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. So let's get into it. This is the Full Scale Outdoors podcast with Dean Tlugan from Premier Flight Outfitters. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Ooh, I love that sound. This is a good one. I'm like, oh, I've had the app on my phone, I haven't used it. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna try this clubhouse thing. So 
put a little post on Facebook. Say, hey, if anybody's on Clubhouse, I'm going to be on there doing a podcast. We'll just see what happens. I was going to do my little weekend recap and rant because I didn't do anything last weekend, so I had nothing to recap. Gotcha. You know? So I'm like, well, let's see what everybody else was doing this weekend. Just toying around with the concept. Well, I had a bunch of people that popped on like right away. I was like, oh, shit. Wasn't expecting like like instantly they jumped on. I was like, oh, this is pretty sweet. So we talked. We had a good conversation. I was like, that was awesome. So that was an hour. Everybody goes their own ways. Everybody's got to work the next day, you know, blah, blah, blah. I go over to do whatever I got to do with my board, and I realize I only had the one channel on, my channel. I wasn't recording any of the conversation from oh, the other people. I was like, that's kind of brutal. Almost three years into this, Dean. You can't I'm fuck- almost three years of being a podcast professional. You can't fuck up like that. Clearly you can. I, I, I did it. I watched me do it. And then, uh, yeah, so that sucked. Almost 200 episodes. This will be episode 197. 197 it is. 197. Well. The man, the myth, the legend, Dean Tlugan from Rochester, Minnesota. Pretty pretty much everybody knows Dean if they goose hunt or in the waterfall business, I think. Uh, Premier Flight, if you don't know. (laughs) I guess I should say that. I have been acknowledged with that before. Whom I work for in the spring, snow goose season. And wonderful job you do. Well, thank you very much, sir. Um, I my I know we've, we've had some, I wouldn't say clash, but as far as like my other winter hobbies, as far as tournament ice fishing goes, have at times been a frustration. <laughs> well, it's a deterrent, but you got you know you got to do what you got to do. I want people to be happy. Right? No, it's 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 a. It's an inner turmoil for me because mm-hmm. I like both things pretty much equally. So it's like ugh. the one year I did go down to Arkansas and do the whole thing. That was sweet. I, I loved it. That was awesome. I, I don't. Everybody's like, doesn't that get old? Nope. You get well, new people almost every day. I get to tell the same jokes. My material never changes. I get a new audience. It's perfect. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I hone my craft. I I think the biggest thing with that is is that. Uh, you got to be in the right frame of mind. You know, when you go down there, it's like this, you know, it's a battle, but you got to take each day at a time. And I think, you know, I've had people go down there four days. I'm out, <laughs> you know, really? and you're like, what? And I don't want bring up names because well, yeah, I, I, I just yeah. wouldn't do that. But uh, no, it's a problem, but you got to be committed. And actually I've gotten more to the point now where I'm all right with guys that just go to Arkansas and guys that just go to South Dakota. As long as you have a plan. If you got a plan, you know, and that's the thing. So I have no issues with that because it's, I, it, you know, it's, uh, it's a battle. You know, you got to fight it every day. And then you, you just don't want the point where you just, uh, the guys are kind of just losing interest. You know? the, the, the unglamorous parts of owning a hunting outfit. Yeah, I think of things that <laughs> other people don't think about. Is there any glamorous part of owning a hunting outfit? Uh, everybody says, God damn, <laughs> you must hunt every day. I'm like, Jesus I've Christ. I've never seen you with a shotgun in your hand unless I you're slide. handing it to somebody. No, I tell them, I said, <laughs> I might get in the field one or two days a year, and uh, that's it. I, it's just like I'm I'm sc- scouting, and, and you know, we, we're fortunate to be very busy. We got you know, we got members coming in, we got new clients, we got this. And then with COVID last year was kind of the craziest thing I've ever seen. It was the busiest we've been. Yeah. I mean, as far as humans coming down and uh, it, it was awesome, you know, but, uh, you know, 
should I wear a mask? Should I wear a mask? No, we're good. We're outside. Yeah, Don't we're, worry about we're, it. We're, we're good. We're going to take a chance. Kung flu. <laughs> China. China. Oh, we're going to get flagged for sure now. Oh, jeez. God damn it, Dean. Uh, so we'll, we'll do a little brief. I don't want to do like a whole like origin story here. Just really quick. So how long have you been an, like guiding? How long have you been like an outfit? Like you personally, your company? Uh, the, yeah. So my personally, I actually started with the first guide service in Rochester. And that was in like, I believe it was 1983. So other than that, hunted with them for a while, whatever. That got to be kind of a shit show. Uh, just amount of people that are showing up and uh, extra people, I should say. So it's like, ah, so I did my own thing. So it was 97, I believe, is when I started this. And I should know that, but, you know, whatever. One day goes into the next. So like 97, I started, and I, you know, started with two fields. Let's, man, this is risky. You know, this is risky <laughs> stuff. You know, I was paying you know, a couple thousand per field. It's like, well, God, we got to get, you know, and I think back then, you know, we we're charging $80, like, God. And then once uh, the next year we bumped up and we actually got our world famous Hamburger Hill field on the north side of Rochester, which at that time was the best field. Um, that really helped promote the business and shooting birds all the time, whatever. And then we're to the point now where we typically average – we have 16 fields all around Rochester, all pitted, and, uh, you know, and that's what makes my job. The more you expand, you know, the more work you got to do to find out, uh, to drive all the way across town to make sure that there wasn't birds in my east field, you know, it's something you right, just yeah, you can't, yeah, yeah. you just can't, you know, do that. And I always said, when I first started, I couldn't afford to pay a guide, and now I can't afford to guide. Uh, you yeah, can't yeah. afford a guy yeah, it's yeah. like uh, who's going to be out scouting yeah, you know right so there's and a lot in the phone yeah and there's a lot of sacrifice with that but i you know after you get to the point where you you've shot enough birds and whatever it's it, to me it's all about the clients and i i feel like you're really not a guide until you're not conjuring a way to kill birds that come in you know, a flock comes in, I tell everybody, knock yourself out, get after. But, you know, three birds come on, and I can't have guides shooting two of them. You right. know what I mean? And and when you get to that point where you're yeah. like, you know, I, don't, I could give a crap if I shot another bird, then then you're ready to be a guide. You know, it's it, and it's a process. So, Yeah, the only time you really shoot, at least as far as I'm concerned, well, I shoot every time in the spring because mm -hmm. you want you want piles at the end of the day. Clients right. want piles at the end of the day. Exactly. You know, unless you shoot three, like you said, if you shot three and the and the guide shot two of those three, there might be a little dust up at the end of the day. But with that said, too, as long as you just don't admit, you don't make it obvious that you killed them, it, it, and you just be like, fist bump, good shot, Bill. Yeah. Like, yeah. they, they Phil, don't need to know. Phil McCracken? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's – They it, don't need – you know, you got to play the game no, a little bit. No, and they don't, but I get, I get, you know, a lot of my clients been coming down for years and stuff, and a lot of them got Premier Flight hoodies. Well, immediately I'll get – you know, the hunt could be over, and they're saying, your guides were shooting all the geese. And I go, just because you have a Premier Flight hoodie doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you're yeah, a guy. Like guiding, yeah, a lot sure. of my clients have these, and and I was, so 
oh, I thought there were guides and they're shooting first. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it's no, because all my guides know that you will get bit slapped if uh, I hear that <laughs> stuff and. And uh, it's just because I do hear about it. Yeah, I hear it, it. I hear comes all, up. I hear I, it. Yeah. Now, snow goose is another animal. Well, I don't even with snow geese. So I don't. I never shoot first. You, you you're yeah. batting cleanup. You know, you're right. like hoping. And in a perfect world, I just want to see your rain out, and I never touch the trigger. I mean, that's right. like. Well, it's all you know. You got three in. You got three birds in. You got seven hunters. Pretty sure you're hoping they can do that. You got a flock, and obviously it's free reign. You know, let well, it rip. If you're covered up in white, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just... So that's a whole different animal. But anyways, that's uh, you know, and then we're you know, so whatever the math is, I've been doing it a long time. I know that. So <laughs> I don't know what the math is either. I that's probably too hard. figured out, but I don't. I don't feel like it. Mm-mm. It's uh, it's a long time. Well, the the, the other thing is is that I I just uh, people just think even some guides that are out of town and this and that when they come in there it's it would be awesome to just go hey you're guiding today whatever they have no idea how much work it is to get a field ready you know you go in there you weed whack it uh you got to haul that stuff out you got to clean the pits move this and there's just you know it takes each field can take a day and but it's a lot of work and i you know it's a struggle getting people during the weekdays to get to help and that's a kind of an issue with me um that you know it doesn't always work out it's like oh i got seven guys lined up for saturday we got three fields get ready great oh it's pissing rain you know yeah, what right, you right, know it's yeah. like okay we, that's why i, I yeah. always jump on every opportunity to get a field done if it's a tuesday or whatever it's like okay i'm gonna go work on it two hours today whatever you know because i have other uh commitments to work and stuff so you just got to try to make it work so and started with mostly honkers and so I assume like you were into just hunting for fun at some point in time. And how did that, you're like, I think I'm going to try this guiding. Did you guide for anybody else? Yes. Yes. First? That oh, was okay. my point. I, in, in 1983 H and Q guide service, these are guys I worked with, with at Pepsi. So it was Gary Quant, Matt Hinderman. And, uh, they, you know, and then they just kind of quit guiding like two years ago just because their spot is kind of gone. They only had one field, but that was like a, that was the, she was the bread and butter. That's, which is the field right next to poor ass, you know, the grass field. And, uh, but that was, boy, that was a good spot. So we, we had, you know, started the guide service. So we worked afternoons, we worked three to 11:30. So me and a couple of their guys that worked there that had that shift hours, we were guiding every, so we guided every day. Wow. We were hunting every, I like, there's some years I missed two days and then, you know, that was it. You're just guiding. But back then, I tell you what, there's a lot of days by 830, we're at Cheap Charlie's in the mornings having breakfast, uh, you know, two bird limit, uh, you know, got six hunters, flock of eight comes in, shoot five, you know, you're like, oh, we're done. Yeah. Okay, oh, sweet. Right. You know, so <laughs> that, it was awesome. Now, I don't know if you've heard this, but, you know, I'm hearing this five bird limit is going through this year, which I'm. It went through. Yeah, which I'm totally not a fan. It's it's great for guys that are going to go out a hunt a day, buddies, and do that. But for running a guide service, that's just wear and tear on a field. That's a kind of a battle. So I was going to ask you your, your, your opinion on that. Uh, as an outfitter so is it are you more concerned about the pressure that the birds are going to be on or is it more i guess it doesn't have to be one or the other it can be both but also like client expectation you know it's like everybody wants to get a limit 
right? Everybody, like, how'd you do? Well, we limited it out. Well, if the limit's only two, I mean, you can say you limit it out. Sounds good on paper. Sounds great. But when it's five and you got five, yeah. so it's two, you got five guys. See, we're not good at math, but that's 10. That's 10, yeah. That's, that's 10. If yeah. It, and if it's five, it's 25. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's a lot more. That's so a lot you, more flocks of geese that have to come in. Yes, yeah, so you must have went to public schools too. <laughs> I, my, I got that same math. But, uh, yeah. no, I, I, it's just, I think expectations are part of it. Uh, you know, I can't, you know. I can't wait for my phone to start ringing. Oh, I heard you went to a five-barred lemon. And I'm like, you know, I can honestly say, and this is realistic, and I don't give a crap who you go with, uh, you know, down in the Rochester area, you know, with Silver Lake, you know, the power plant, whatever. So we still retain geese, of course, but, uh, the, you know, it ain't the heydays. It's just not like it used to be. So mm-hmm. it's uh, we deal with that. So realistically, I mean, I would say – you know, with a five-bar lemon and you had eight people out there, you might have one snowstorm opportunity where you're going to shoot that. That's just not reality. And I think that's going to come down to, and it may not be what clients want to hear, but it it comes down to communicating properly with the clients, you know, pretty much at booking. Like, here's what piece you can, ca- Piece of cake. I, I'm, always up, I'm always up front <laughs> with that. It's like you just – and if they say, well, this guy said, I'm like, you just give – Can you go, guarantee me five births? Yeah, go ahead. No, never going to happen. <laughs> I, I'm actually – I'm I'm very defensive when it comes to that. I'm I'm like you you're just this is about the hunting experience. My guys, we put out big spreads, do our thing, you know, accommodate you the best we can. Um and it's it's a hunting experience, you know. It's not like I said, you the odds of shooting, you know, even with a three bird limit, you know, we it's still, you know, you got nine guys out there, you got to shoot 27 and you know, there's a lot of days where my guys are like if these guys could hit anything, you know, which I never fault that because they, these guys might hunt once a year yeah, with a guide you, service. Exactly. They're, they're yeah. not you. you right. You've got guided clients. They're coming right. to us for a reason. They're, they're never going to shoot as well as somebody who does it all the time. Obviously, yeah. Um, but it's. I think we talked about this in the spring at one time. It's like you're 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 dealing in opportunities. It's not so Correct. much many birds in hand. Like how many times did you squeeze the trigger? Like, it, I came out here and there's shells lying everywhere. <laughs> Looks like you had a pretty good day. I only see two birds on the ground, but, <laughs> you know, and most clients, at least in my experience, are just like, yeah, we can't hit shit. You know, like, right. we're terrible. Like, they, they, they'll own up to it, but we're having a great time, you know. It's like, and that's, I mean. That's all I'm like, looking for. Nothing else I can do but put birds in front of you. What yeah. happens after that, No, and it, that's it, on you. <laughs> and, I, you know, in Rochester, I'll have, like, other guide services I'm friends with and different stuff, and. You know, they're like, or I'll have a uh, privateer go out, you know, five of his buddies go out there. Yeah, we shot 23. I was like, how many you shoot? I go, we got seven. I said, doesn't matter. Everybody's happy. Great hunt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, you guys went and hunted an X. You know, good for you, you know, but it's not reality. Like I said, we have a safe environment. Uh, the hunters, uh, we, you know, educate them, to, you know, and, and that's part of the process. And I've got clients been coming I mean, literally, I got since I started. I got a group that's been coming. You know, that's just one example of a group that's been coming for tw- you know twenty five whatever whatever the that year amount again. of that math yeah. thing. You know, they've been coming the whole time. You know, and I, you know, and we've had years we've slaughter them. One year we shoot four, we get ten. They keep coming. It's it's just they they just like the experience. You know, and that's the kind of clients I want. If someone's 
you know, calling and, and their expectations are to line. I'm like, yeah, you d- do whatever you want. I, I'm not afraid to lose business being honest. I, I'm just not. It's just like you, you go to them guys there and, it, you know, you'll see what I'm talking about. And oh, sometimes well, they come back you, around. I mean, five to three is one thing. But when you in the snow goose realm, when you're <laughs> dealing with YouTube, the YouTube yeah. effect. Like <laughs> Dale, I'll tell you that I, I've noticed in about the last three years that actually people's expectations have came to earth. They, they really didn't because when we well, – people just aren't having those days anymore. No, you're, they're just not having, and the birds are, are more strung out, and you're not seeing the masses. And, and Are they there? Yeah, but they're, they're – you know, birds moved when there's a lot of pressure in the area, so all of a sudden – Oh, there happens to be more birds in Kansas this year or, you know, whatever the situation is. So, or Illinois, yeah, we got a little, uh, you know, west wind when they're migrating and, and they pushed over there a little bit. And, you know, so it's it's just, you just don't just see it. crazy weather the last couple springs, oh, too. Oh, it's, it's up and down. Like this year, just snowed yeah. in Arkansas, which actually yeah. turns out to be a good thing. People yeah. smashed them in the snow down there. It's well, the great thing is I canceled everybody except for the people that had to hunt, and we shot 132 <laughs> in one field, and two guys shot 57. Oh, They're Jesus. like, best hunt ever. I was like, I was basically canceling you. <laughs> and it. this is being honest, saying – I don't know what's right. going to yeah, happen. This is I do not know what's yeah, going to happen, yeah. you know, but it's. It, you don't go down to Arkansas and expect no. however many inches fell. Now, was it like. Well, we got t- uh, like. Ten? Eight, yeah, eight, yeah, nine, eight, ten inches. And then we got like six the next oh, day. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Yeah, we, or two days later, we got six again. My guys are like, ah, I was like, guys want to hunt. We got to put yeah. up a front. You know, we got to. Everybody's in the same go b- battle. And it worked. I mean, yeah. So. Some of the best days of the season right there. Um, I derailed myself with that comment. Uh, I had a follow-up point. Oh, uh, it's gone. Son of a bitch. It was um, something to do with band camp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Okay. Not, not even remotely. <laughs> um, never been to band camp. I've never been in a band. Yeah, right. I like goose bands. Grab me one while you're in there. Yeah, I'm in. Hey, we're really doing it, Harry. <laughs> Finally, we're finally podcasting. Yeah, that's kind of new for me, but, you know, I try to hide as much as I can. Oh, that's that, – see, beer gets the brain going. Um, what I was – what I've been communicating with, like, the clients, too, like this year as far as that YouTube effect or, you know, people expecting whatever, patterns do change, geese do change, they adapt to the pressure, they adapt to everything. And I, I read it somewhere, I don't remember where, but basically, if you look at the the long, the average lifespan of a snow goose, or even the extreme lifespan of a snow goose, versus how long the spring conservation order has been going on, every goose alive right now has it has is living under that conservation order. Correct. Nine months out of the year, mm-hmm. continuously, it is hunted. It's hunted. Now we had a break last year with Canada being closed. Um, well, I assume some people still. I'm sure can, Canadians, some Canadians, right, right, at least right have but not, hunted, not, but like, not the numbers, not, yeah. not, you know, that's that's a big business up there for that. But uh, no, that's 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 valid. But it's just, it's not. I mean, I've been. Uh, the, I think I did it. I think the conservation hunt started in. Let's see, what year was it? Was it 2009? No, that one. 
No, it's been gone for a long time. I can't remember, but I, <coughs> I started the year after it's it started. I decided to get into it, and I had. Oh, some, you jumped into it right away. Yeah, yeah. I had a um, God rest his soul, Sean Eldridge. Um, had a guide service and stuff. We were buddies, and then I kind of started sending him some hunters in Missouri, and then I was just going to kind of do the South Dakota deal. And uh, kind of did that. And back then, I was just happy. We were running one field, staying pretty busy and stuff. But I, I realized that, and there's a lot of guys that will realize this that are outfitters, that you you, you don't really get far running one field because right. you got one hotel you're paying for, one guide. It's just the, the numbers don't work. You know, you got to try to get a few people under one roof and run in several fields because mm-hmm. it's – it's an expensive it's an let's put it this way it's an expensive fix because like you know i went five weekends in south dakota this weekend and every time weekend i was there piles of decoys need to be fixed (laughs) and e-callers and stuff it's just it's just or trailers (laughs) yeah in which i'm fine with that's just part of the gig but you got to keep up on that stuff you don't want to have it all sitting there at the end of the year which i had that one year and I about threw up because I mean I mean I had a, I had a gra- I mean thousands of D. De- it's like oh my god. So you know going out there fixing two hundred, yeah. two hundred and fifty, you know, and a lot of this has to do you know oh they got snowed in, they got stuck to a corn stalk, you know. I mean it's just you can't do nothing about it. The bags rip and oh, whatever. So this year, oh it's brutal. The snow in South Dakota just that one snow snowstorm was oh my god. Well, every sock was filled and if you with re- wet snow. And if you remember, I, you know, I got hunters wondering what to do, and I was proactive, telling them we're going to shut this. We're not going to go out till you know, communicating with you guys. We're not going out till ten o'clock, um, and then we'll kind of let the morning go because we. I mean, you, you're walking into a nightmare, you know. And you tell the guys, hey, when we get out there, you you got to help us oh, empty bags. I mean, I it's a the- process. I had the panel blind this year, and that I remember sending you a picture. <laughs> Snow, that yeah. thing was even, yeah. like on the one end, oh. was yeah. even with snow. You sent me that it picture. Drifted I was in. Like, I was like, uh, so how are you going to dig that snow out? Well, five gallon buckets. Five gallon buckets, and the clients jumped right in. Right. They went. That thing was emptied in no time. I was actually yeah. quite impressed. And you actually, if I remember right, you shot a. F- we did shoot birds that day, right? Yeah. So in I fact, mean, that that day I kind of and we were doing that late start, and we got there, and there was birds already flying over the field. It's like fuck, we should have been here already. But yeah, you never. Know. And and the reason we did that was for safety because of, oh, it, the roads, it, were, the roads were horrible where where we shit. hunt, and that it's like if no snowplow comes, I'm I don't. Sure I, there is a snowplow for the entire county. Yeah, and I don't need I don't need a guide getting there. He's stuck. Send someone else. He's stuck. He's you know I, I so we we just got to yeah. hold off a little bit. You know, so yeah. that's what we did. You know, simple. It, it worked out. Yeah, like I said, we still we still shot birds, but it took me three days to empty all those decoys. Oh. Apparently, I had a lot of decoys in my field. I didn't realize. Apparently, you did, and I was wondering where all the bags went, so now <laughs> I know. So I didn't realize. Well, when I went out the set and I had Austin was helping me and uh, loaded up my otter sled, I had six bags in there. I don't know. You never know how many are in a bag. Depends on who right. packs it, right? Right. So we set the, the those six out. Ah, we need more. I'll go back, grab six more. Not really <laughs> thinking how many that would be. <laughs> You know, <laughs> I guess in my mind I was thinking, 
I guess I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, but that turns out that's a lot of decoys. It's a lot of decoys. Yeah. If there's um, you know, if there's 150 <laughs> we in had a over, bag, we had over not, 2,000. Right. There. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I'll tell you what. The spread looked awesome. Yeah. Well, that's uh, <laughs> hey. If nobody else is using the decoys, well, use them. I mean, they're not not doing any good in the trailer, right? Exactly. Uh, I'm generally not like. It's a little bit opposite of like my personal philosophy when it comes to it. I'm not. I'm not a huge fan of giant spreads um i used to be i think they had their moment i think the i think it's kind of changing i think the birds are adapting you know it's you kind of look at what the trends are and try to do something different correct you know it's like as the snow goose thing as that spring conservation order progressed you know it's like You'd start with three, four hundred decoys. They were, they'd never seen a decoy. They're right. They're dying. They're yeah. they're going right. It, to it was it. actually when we first started. It was like we were figuring around seven fifty per spread, mm-hmm. and then it got to a thousand, then twelve hundred. Then it's all of a sudden where where did two thousand come from? Right. You know, it's like <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, okay, but then you, you you're just like okay, uh, you know, I'll have one guy that likes to use a thousand, and someone was using two thousand, and they're shooting the same amount of geese. Right. Well, there's your yeah, example. There's, yeah. You know? The market is dictating how many you should right. put out. Yeah. Well, then it's also I think it's it comes down to like what the weekend warriors can get because most most guys couldn't didn't have enough money or didn't have the resources to get a thousand yeah sock decoys. You know, back when they were Texas rags and they were super cheap, you could yeah. do it. And then you know all the trends and silo socks and then shells and then full bodies and then all silhouettes yeah. and all back to socks and all back you know it's 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 this ebb and flow it is of of, yeah. tr- and, of hunting and, trends and guys will do you know i've had i know different outfitters it's like going to the all full body spread they go out there and they're they're not doing any better than we're doing you know but and if you like me a bigger outfitter where you're you know you're running four spreads five spreads it's like hauling, you know, two million uh, full body. It's like well, it also comes down to also like managing the clients, right? I don't. I think pretty much every time I talk to a client, they're like, "How many decoys do you have out?" As if that, as if whatever number I'm going to give you, <laughs> yeah, is you know what that means. You're the client. Like you don't do this. Like, what? Well, well, but they just something they always ask. Asked, yeah. It's something they always ask, and they love a big number. Mm-hmm. The bigger the number, the better. They well, think the better we the get, chances are. We get that. Some days I get surprised because I got some younger kids that help me guide in Rochester and stuff like that. And there's some days I'm like, uh, you know, I say I had a some decoys in the pits they use and whatever. They're like, oh, we're going to bring another trailer down. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, no problem. I go out there. I'm like, Jesus. You know, they got 350. The refuge. Bro. Yeah, they got 350 out there, but they're young. They're pissing vinegar. They're ready to go. And I'm like, good, good. You know, I'm fine with that. And the same thing, I think you can, uh, you know, utilize 150 decoys pretty well too. But, you know, we all know it's like if it's a migration day, obviously we want to stop them. And, but if you got, if you got new birds that just got in overnight and they're coming out, you know, you don't need as big a spread. They're going right. to plop down on your, their butt, you know, but then you, you got the same birds have been coming out for day after day. You kind of got to do some different things to. You got to mix it up, yeah. Just to they, have a and shot they, at them. They adjust really quickly. It's I I would say it's a matter of days yeah, before I they get they get in the groove. Two days. Yep, they get it. <laughs> they get right into the groove. You yeah. could have a migration of fifteen thousand geese. 
slam them for two days, and the next day it's like they've been here the whole year. They yep. just follow the leader. Down, you're like, oh, geez, here we go Yeah, when again. you get the lunch line going, oh, that sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you got to get backflow, you know, where you got some birds coming back and, you you know, you know start peeling a few off. Time to start thinking outside the box, you know. Yeah. Like, do something – that might seem stupid. I mean, give them something yeah. they haven't seen. And that is super hard to do, not only for your own personal mindset, right. but really for the mindset of not even the clients, but like even just buddy hunts, like convincing your buddies, like, hey, what do you think about putting six century decoys out and that's it? Yeah. Fuck that. We need three dozen. De- you know, it's like trying to convince them. It's like, what? We've been running three dozen decoys all season long. Like, they've seen it. Well, I've done, I've, uh, you know, I've I've done a few hunts with uh, with Scott Trinan, and he does. He'll he's got some Dave Smiths, and and uh, you know he'll you know put out eighty of those, and that's it. And I remember we're hunting behind a guy's tree one day, or his house, and he had a roll of trees, and it was it's just we had no, only like a couple acres to hunt, so we're literally sitting in the pine trees, <laughs> and he's Love he, it. he gets a hold Best of me. Like, ever. Yeah, he go, he gets a hold of me. He's like. Dude, you got to come out. I was like, why? And it was an afternoon flight, so I was like, all right, I get there at three o'clock, and we got, and I think we're on the bridge of a full moon too, so it's like shooting times four thirty-five. Okay, so it's like, uh, it, I mean, it was literally four twenty-five. Haven't seen a bird. All of a sudden, we hear a honk, and first nine come in, boom, land, and he's like, we're gonna. It's like, oh, just hold off. And then, boom, here comes another flock. So now we're sitting there, and we got 30 birds, 40 birds on the ground. But we just have they I mean, we literally had decoys by, like, there's a little tree in the backyard. We sure. had, we had sure. you know, and uh, and they come plopped in there. And I remember I was like, he's like, kill them. And I'd take my first shot, and it was like, like minus three. And click. Oh no! Nothing. So I was smart enough to eject the shell right off and got two sh- two shots off, and I was like, "Oh my god!" But that you know that's what happens <laughs> yeah, when you're in the elements. Yeah. You know, well, then in the goose pit, you does. got you got the heater going. You don't have to worry about that as much. But yeah, you get out in that element, so you don't even think about it, and then click click, you're like, "That sucked," because I had them lined up <laughs> yeah, ready yeah. to go. Three heads lined I up. I literally had two. He- I literally had two <laughs> heads lined up. And I already had them in the bag. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm getting them. And i uh, <laughs> click, and then now they're up because they started shooting. And, I've, you know, I got to tally if, you know, whatever. So it was all good. But <laughs> but, I, but one thing I know, you know, after the last, you know, three or four years, and, and nobody drives around as much as I do. And not, it's not for just driving around. It's like you educate yourself, and there, you can always learn more. How I've seen the geese in the last three years, they're – Areas you would never hunt in a waterway and next to the trees, and here's flocks of geese that are right there. You're like, hmm, they're they're not, they're just not scared of that anymore. You know what I mean? No. Because you think about it, most people that are hunting, they're going to be in a high point of the hill, right, right the on middle. the peak, right there. <laughs> Here, you can see me high, and and it gets, you know, it's kind of a, if you think about it, it yeah, it's 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 an issue. I remember arguing with a hunting buddy of mine years ago about that you know it's like 
got to be at the highest point, got to get in the middle of the field. And I'm like, why? Or I'd go, hey, let's set up here. This is like the best hide. Oh, that's too close to the trees. Geese don't like trees. Did you fucking ask them? <laughs> First of all, and and I was like, that doesn't even make sense because when I'm scouting around, yeah. I see them next to trees all the time. Sometimes if it's hot early season, they'll be in the shade. They, yeah. they'll, they'll literally use the shade. Like right here where we're at, the little resident geese I've been watching grow up, they walk up and they get right underneath the shade of the oak tree. They do it every day. Yeah. They don't like to be in the sun either. No. It's hot. You got to think about it. But what's realistic? I mean, most people, if they saw, like I got a little field, and you haven't been down here that much, but I got a little grass field. I actually got sold this year, so I don't have it anymore. Uh, but it's right on the refuge line, right next to where I started guiding at H&Q. We have a little grass field. So I parked three trailers there. I put all my, you know, I got storage or whatever. And 100 yards away, we have goose pits in a grass field right up on the ledge and then we actually got another blind along the trees and i take clients out there i'm like what what the hell is this i'm like "Uh just Just wait (laughs) and i it's just unbelievable all of a sudden you these birds will come down the river and uh all of a sudden you get a seven pack just come and just you know they're in and they're like they can't believe it i mean the trailer you could throw a softball and hit it but it's like Dude, I, I could put a I could put a telephone booth here with a sandbox with cigarette butts makes it that much better, right? Exactly. It's a park. It's it's so, where they expect to you know, it's not like it's it's not like geese are like afraid of people per se. Right. What they're afraid of are hunters. Yeah. Hunters. So as long as you can make yourself not look like a hunter, you're probably okay. Yeah. Like the geese out here. I'm in the yard working all the time. I'm right there. They're I mean, yeah, if I get a little too cold, they'll kind of start walking away and they'll act irritated as if I'm ruining their day, you know? Like <laughs> those same birds, if I go to the in the fall when they start flying out to these as soon as they start cutting these cornfields, yeah. I'm hunting out there. These same birds that I can damn near walk up to are going to flare <laughs> right. if I got my little pink face and I, I'm moving too much it's, or there's my there, there's it's a just, sheen on my decoys or something. Like, they 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 know yeah, what the city, dangers are. Yeah, city. I mean, you'll see them. You drive through, like, we got the mall here. You know, you go there and the snow's melting a little bit. Some bitches are... Sitting right oh, in the grass I'm, boulevard, you yeah, know. I've you seen them eating yeah. grass on a meat in in a median. Right, traffic that's what on that's either what, side. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't bother <laughs> them. It doesn't bother them a bit. So, no. so it's different when you, you know. Obviously, once they start flying out of town, but uh, no, I watched, a, I watched a small grain field getting cut. There's geese in it, and every time the the tractor made a round and got close, they'd all fly. And as soon as it got past, they dumped right, right in behind in, it. Yeah, they didn't give a shit. No, I saw the farmer, uh, it was like last year or the year before, in one of my fields, uh, there was geese out in the field, and he was working up the ground a little bit. He he literally was 40 yards from them driving, and they just they just stayed right where they're at, didn't, didn't care. I'm going to go out to a nice, like, freshly mowed hay field oh. and put out some uh, golf flags. That's what I'm, I'm talking hunt, about. I'm going to hunt in knickerbockers because I, I, they're used to that. I, they're like – I always said, you, what you do is you take 12 decoys. Just don't wear camel. They'll know what's up. You take 12 Bigfoot decoys, and you just set them all in a bunch, and then you have a, uh, you know, ice cream bucket f- that looks like it's corn, like you're feeding them. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh, yeah, let's get there. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you got a gray wig on. 
So you're looking like an old right. lady on a park I, I, it's bench. It's like I, I always wanted to do that because I was thinking, <laughs> I, you know, it, why wouldn't they – they're used to that. Like sure. where we're at at Silver Lake, people yeah. get out. Feet, so yeah. they're used to it. It's like, oh, shoot, let's go. Yeah. So hey, I'll try that someday. The old lady's out there with the popcorn <laughs> right. again. Let's get down there. I'll try that someday, and I'll yeah. give you the report. There you go. Let me know. I, I'm, I'm down to try stupid chip. Um, I'm not afraid. It's just things. I'm not afraid to go home with a zero. That's the goal right there is that if you, you're willing to take a chance, it could be great. Or if you get a zero, and that's that comes down to, like I said, we've done this enough times, just like going fishing. There's some times you're going to get kicked in the nuts. I, yeah, you know what I mean? I mean and the other happens. times you're like, sweet yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, and, and times that you're getting kicked in the nuts, to make it analogous, it's fishing is like try something out of the box. Yeah. Like, you know that lure that you've had in your tackle box for five years you've never once tied on? Tie that motherfucker on. Give it a try. Throw it out there. <laughs> that might be the key. It, what, what do you have to lose? Nothing else Nothing is working. Nothing else is happening. That's you, the you thing. You can't catch any less fish when you're already skunked. You need a new catalyst. Just, <laughs> yeah, so just give it a shot. Something different. One of the things I've been talking about trying and I haven't done, and this comes down to convincing your buddies to join you in doing stupid shit, <laughs> is like – Setting a white spread in the fall yep. for dark geese. They don't fucking know. I, I, you want to talk about visibility? What's going to stick out more? Yeah. White white decoys or black decoys? Well, I got a buddy that guides uh, duck hunts. or Well, he de- he'll use it for speckle bellies. He does duck hunts. They do speckle bellies in the afternoon. And uh, he puts out with his speckle bellies. He always puts snow geese out. What there? He'll, he'll use snow geese, whatever. he Crushes. Everything decoys he, to a white spread. He, he crushes That's them. What we say when we go to the Dakotas, I haven't been to Canada. I'd like, if they ever open, hopefully they open the border again. I would like to go up there sometime. But when we hunt North Dakota, we run pretty much the white spread. And then we'll have some darks mixed in too. But everything decoys to a white spread. Yeah. Ducks, I, I, cranes, yeah, like I everything. I don't think it's. So uh, why not do it here yeah. early season? When times get when things get stuff when, you, when birds just, start just, getting stale, yeah. Well, fucking it's, throw two hundred psilocybes out there, see what happens. The only difference with you know, like I said, with buddies that are willing to take a risk, when like me owning a guide service, it's people's like, different. "What are we doing?" <laughs> it's a little different, you know. What I mean, so that's why I always <laughs> yeah. have to look, and that's like if if I came out there a day and I'm thinking. You know, we're putting out a normal spread, and then I talk to the guy. He's like, "Yeah." I go, "What? What do you got out here?" He's like, "Oh, I thought I'd go with a small spread." You know, I'm sixty, eighty. I was like, "Okay," but I got ten clients here, and you know, yeah. But if you run, if you're in three hundred silo socks, and you laid out in whites, I'm not. I'm not opposed. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> I. I have to. I have to do things different. No, I know. I get it. Because yeah, when you're doing the outfitter thing, it. You, they they got expectations yes, of uh, correct. Big, you know, I, and that's I understand. The thing. Now it's, I've got some groups that've been hunting with forever. It's like, hey, here's the deal. We're gonna try something little wacko here, but uh, bear with me, you know, whatever. And I and that can be stuff that you try like when you don't have clients. Like that's what I'm saying. It's way like, easier. Like, to, hey, we tried this. It actually worked. And so when you do have clients and and you're in a stale period yeah. where things are tough, you're like, all right, tomorrow, hear me out. We're gonna yeah, try something. Right. It's going to seem really weird, but we did it last year or whatever, and believe it or not, it actually worked. Right now, these birds have been here for a week and a half. We've got no weather systems coming in. They've yep. seen every decoy spread you could possibly throw at them, so here's what we're going to do. We are putting 300 sail yes. socks out. We're going to wear whites like we're hunting in the spring. 
It's, it's trust me. It's not. I, like this I said, is our best chance. I always say it's <laughs> it's way different when you're hunting with eighty of your buddies that are all willing to work. It depends on the clients too. I think some clients would actually get a kick out. Well, of trying well, that. well, they would. I, I'm I'm not saying you want, but it's just like when when it comes down to like, ah, oh, we shot twenty. You know, you got eight buddies that are all grizzled veterans that are hunting. They're willing to try this and that. You can do that, but like I said, if if that fails, for me. Right. It's like, oh, right. How are you gonna get that Yelp that, review? That, that Google review. That's a gagger. <laughs> I went down to Rochester to hunt. I hunted. This guy was throwing out snow goose decoys. Apparently, he's a dipshit. <laughs> yeah. So anything's up. I love when clients who have never goose hunted ever give me tips. Not, I mean, I love when they give me mon- monetary tips, right. but when they give me hunting tips, yeah. you're like, oh, is that what you think? This? Is that what you think? Yeah. In your fast experience in goose oh. hunting, you think we should be doing what now? <laughs> like, yeah. And it's everything they've ever seen in a video or read in a magazine, or they already got her dialed down. It's as if I should be paying them. Yeah, it's. I, I get some guides. I don't get too many of those, though. No, they're I mean, rare. But, but like the can of hunts, I get. All the guy will text me. He's like, hey, this guy's whatever. And I'm like, you know, I, I mean, some of the guys, you know, I've been around it so much. I can handle any situation, whatever. You know, it's like, yeah, we'll, we'll deal with it. And, uh, but I'm like, no, we, we're, we're going this way. <laughs> you know, they're, they can do their own thing, but right. sometimes I'm like, no, this, how about, uh, this how about Brady this year? Like, you just try and, ah, <laughs> uh, Brady is, uh, I mean, he's all gun ho. Here's what I'm gonna like. Oh, he's Brady gun ho. This, this this dude, yeah, busts his ass, and he want and and in the best reason possible because he might have these scatterbrained ideas, but his goal is ultimately to have a kick ass hunt, right? And so that the clients are happy. So he wants, and so he's trying to think outside the box. Like he's like, yeah, I'm gonna put up. I'm gonna get up at three thirty this morning. Sometimes well, he doesn't go to bat. No, I was just going to say, usually he gets out of the field because they kicked him out of the bar because they have to close at some point yeah, in time. Yeah, then he so goes then to he work. Goes, then he goes to work. And I've helped him out a couple times and, like, set decoys. I'm like, all right, let's pick up a spread. Let's fucking move it. Let's do this thing. If you're hell-bent on doing it, right. fuck it, let's do it. See what happens. And, you know, most times it doesn't work. It, does, it doesn't work. And I like his effort. He goes, well, there were some birds over there. Like, yeah, and I'm like, I, I just love – you know the guys that give you know give the effort. You know it's just uh, you just like yeah I'm willing to do this or whatever and that's you know the, and that's what the clients want to see. Unfortunately for him, the situation you're talking about, you know, then we get bombed with a snowstorm, well, which yeah, really that screwed that issue. up. But Otherwise, that was an I'd, issue for everybody, no matter yeah, what. Right, you did. right, it didn't matter. Yeah, but he he's all. I mean, he, that, that snow goose thing, dude. That is yeah, his thing. Like his I blood. just I was just. I think it might have been yesterday. He had a post or a, something on Snapchat or something about it. Like he shared a picture from the spring snow goose. Like he's just like, I yeah. can't wait to get back to doing. Like that's his. He's that's his thing, man. Like he just he's gung ho. I he's mean, all he, about it. He's ready to go. I and love I, that kid. I I I, I love he's. He's aggressive and uh, he'll he'll. Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you <laughs> think so? <laughs> oh. I'm gonna move over to that hill. It's in a pond. It's we're flooded. gonna we're piss gonna, pound them. <laughs> it's dank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was his word. This that was his word. This well, we dank. We love him to death. And uh, he's a hardworking guy. And great dude. That's you know, 
I just I, I like seeing guys going through the effort. You know, I'm never going to, you know, they go, like, yeah, I'm going to be working through the night to be in the spread. Well, that's great effort. I, I'm, okay. I'm all for it. I mean, just <laughs> I'm going to be it. sleeping, but you do what you you do. You yeah, I'll be napping. I'll be up at five. <laughs> but uh, just, you know, I need, you know, I'm old. I need I need to I, I need a nap. So Let's say you need your beauty sleep, but you haven't got no. much. I don't think you've been getting beauty sleep for no. a long time now. I suck. <laughs> I'm trying. We have a good time out in. In South Dakota, do I? I would say even the year I did the Arkansas thing all the way up, I had fun. It was it was great. I love again. I I actually really 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 enjoy having new hunters and new people and meeting people. I'm a people person. I love I love hearing their stories. I love just the camaraderie, all that. I love that stuff. But it isn't really till we get to Lake Preston, yeah, where it really gets fun. That's we the, have a good time. That's a bomb, and that's what that's why I try to get out there on the weekend and and uh, enlighten uh, the situation a little bit. Bring the guys out, buy them a few beers, and it's good camaraderie. I like There's it. good people in, in it, the it town really of Lake is. Preston. I mean, in, uh, I love um, the New Horizon Bar. Yeah, like that place is great, and they actually have surprisingly good food they got good for food. a place in the middle of nowhere right um brian i believe is his name brian, right? yeah. brian's a great dude he's the owner of new horizon bar um just recognizes everybody yeah um i i, I mean i honestly just can't say enough about that community like it's a, it's a great little community and when you're there it's like a second home. Like you I, really do feel at home. You, out there. you do, and we've met so many of the locals. And I remember the one day I, I, I can't remember who was with me. I came out of the hotel, and we were going to head down to uh, the New Horizon. No, we're going to the cafe. It was like eleven thirty, twelve, and uh, you know I did a little rolling s- stop, <laughs> yeah. and then I parked for the cafe. And when the old sheriff, oh he, no, he ba- he gets behind me, and he uh, whoop whoop. Yeah. Hey. I said, what's up? You know, what are you doing here? I said, well, I want a hunting business. I said, you know, we hunt hunters here and stuff like that. And I, you know, went on and uh, he's like, well, kind of did a little rolling stop there. I was like, oh, I mean, Jesus Christ, it's Lake Preston. There's five people that live there. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and then we got to talk a little more and I was like, well, you know, got to be honest with you. I bring a lot of money to this community here i bring i fill the hotels yeah, right. and he's like yeah you just you have a great day and uh, we'll talk to you later <laughs> i was like and that you know no big sure. deal yeah but it's like we we really do the people that they're you know uh just like drew you know i usually book his place with hunters and uh you know we and uh, that's the thing but we you know we've gotten to know the people in the community working with them it's just great to be in a spot like that where we go there and we kind of know what fields we're going to hunt we don't have to go searching for fields we got good traffic areas i've been out there 20 some years and these are you know great spots and it it changed my perspective and it changed the way i pursue snow geese even if i wasn't guiding um that being out there and and you know when you're there every day and you see how birds change. And I'm learning stuff every year. Like, yeah. there's some stuff this year I definitely, like, noted. Yeah. All right? Next exactly. year when I see this happening, I'm going to do this. And next year when I see this happening, I'm going to do this. And having – it's it's weird how it seems year in and year out. I don't know if it's wind currents. I don't know what the what the thing is, but geese use the same corridors yeah. 
every year. And it's right. like, and I know a lot of people will get hung up like, oh, what is it a cornfield? Is it a bean field? I'm like, I don't give a fuck what it is. Yeah, no, it's like, traffic. I'm going to be in this field. Traffic. I don't care what it is. Yeah. It no. doesn't matter to me. Well, the beauty of it, you know, like I said, it used to be where we had to kind of search around, you know, using the chairs now that we use, that you can actually hunt a bean field because you didn't have a height right. in them before. And, and it's like, God, I got some awesome fields. Oh, they're beans this year, you know, alternating. And you're like, don't matter. We're going. And it's weird. Like, that was a hard sell for a lot of people when laying out in whites and chairs yeah. came on the scenes here in the Midwest. That was a really hard sell for a lot of hunters. Like, there ain't no way I'm doing that. I need to be completely concealed. Meantime, on the East Coast, they've been doing this since the start. Yeah. You know, that's just that's still what they do on the East Coast. I don't think anybody hunts out of a blind on the East Coast for snows anyways. They're all laying in chairs and laying in Yeah, no, and it's it's just it's it's efficient and you can move easy and again going back to what we said, like thinking outside the box, if it ever got stale for honkers sitting in in a white spread with light in in layouts and or in on backboards and whites, we do that in North Dakota. We run in the fall, we run the white spread, we don't bother brushing in blinds. We all wear whites and we sitting right in the white spread and we have hawkers literally landing at our feet yeah no it's it's it's, they don't care if you can stay still right it's efficient they don't they don't pick up on it no it it works and and that's that's you know when you're trying to camo things to a degree it's 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 an issue you know so work comes down do i don't have to brush into a blind i'm in i still i'm still (laughs) a big fan like if we got nice corn stalk whatever to use layout blinds and the only reason for that is because of the adverse weather the wind and you Agreed. know it's like yep. you, this makes yep. sense we can hide just as good but it, you know obviously on in cold, bean fields, on you cold do, days oh. and that's a give that me a layout a blind right because you wouldn't think so like they're not built for this purpose but they actually lock in your body temp right and the wind blows it's yeah. you're not and absorbing like, it. if you do shoot birds or you got to go fix decoys you get out and you're like oh it's cold out <laughs> right. here and you jump back into your blind and it takes a few minutes to get warm back up but it's like you get that little bubble of heat in there yeah. and it makes a big difference yeah it, it does and i mean I, I i the last few years was so i'm trying to think the not last year but like one either the year before or the year before we ended up there was a snowstorm every weekend so we 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 were cancel hunters instead of ending in april we had to push everybody so we were hunting till the end of april to get everybody in because there was a 10 inch snowstorm every saturday it's like oh if this well, I, this I got, year went so fast it like did how, how, i mean it went like and we were out there a long time too you know we were, we were out there i think we got out there, you know started hunting i pushed Push some hunters we end up starting like on the 12th and you know i forget when we got out of there if it was uh, early April. Early April, yep. you know, so but we were out there. You I, know, I, three yeah, week- I guided through Easter weekend. I'm pretty yeah, sure. if, if, if it's, I mean, if you're out there three, and, and you know, the weird thing about that was is that we still, we still didn't, you know, we thought we'd have a good push of June, and, you know, the last day of the season. That snowstorm fucked us that big fu- time. Yeah, it did. So I, it was a frustrating season for me because we dealt with the same adult birds like three different times because right. they kept getting pushed back. back the and then here they are again. And then in hi- what we learned in hindsight is that our particular area this year was like had the most snowfall. And so, and we weren't even supposed to get that much. I remember no. they just kept raising it the closer. I was like, Oh my God, what had happened is like, okay, we're dealing with all these adults. That's fine. But then the juvies are going to, as it melts, the juvies are going to come up and we're like, we never, 
really saw them this year, and they ended up going around. Because right. if you looked at it like a snow cover map, it's right. like we were a white blob. They could have gone east into Minnesota, and they yeah. could have gone west and, and, into western South, and, and and I South heard Dakota, that, and they went around us. And I heard Fergus picked up birds there, yep. and then I got guys that hunt up by uh, Redfield, uh, and they – they were sh- shooting some good numbers because they had some juvies. Yeah, there was a few. There was a few days there, like textbook migrator days. I'm like, we are gonna, we're gonna yeah. see birds today, and nothing. They're like, where the hell are they? Yeah, they should no. be moving today. And it's like, well, they are moving. They're just moving hundred yards to the west. <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I just shit. think these birds get spread out more. Where I just don't think anybody, you know, even Mound City, you know, I, I, I just that area there. The window can be really short because oh, we just haven't had a snow line, you know, like the old days. It seemed like, yep, Iowa still had nine inches of snow, and they're in right. Mound City right. for a month. You know, it's like you could just set up yeah, and, and destroy you can them. Blame climate change, or maybe it's natural. We're not going to get into that no. debate, but the last few years, yeah, you're right. That snow line hasn't really played a factor. No, and though it's actually quite amazing how how fast Mound City, Squaw Creek can load up and empty out. I've yeah. In a matter of two days. Yeah. It'd be like millions, right. 10,000. That, You're why like, what? When people ask me, <laughs> Arkansas, a lot of times I always tell them, Arkansas, there's usually on the ground when we get there. We got birds. It's going to be some in Louisiana. I said, you know, that's, you know, you should have a fair shot there. Missouri is just such a – loose cannon when it, it's like it can like we, we did well there this year actually we did well um of course because i wasn't there right and bert but they, they actually were they had a lot <laughs> it was of an arc side did well it was a lot Missouri of did well a lot of 20 you know they're getting a lot of 25 days which you know in snow goose now is oh man if I get, anytime i hit double digits yeah. i'm smiling yeah it's all good and they did that but then i always tell people south dakota at least you got where you know that things are iced up they can usually only do so much, but now this year that with the snow line, there's no snow in North Dakota this year. So a lot of these birds just, you know, instead of just staging, they a lot of adult birds they pulled up and you know, and they're not our favorite to shoot, but it's, uh, but they they're bailing. They're, I mean, the, they're the wall birds though. I do I do you know, you get in that debate a lot of times with snow goose hunters like oh, I don't want to hunt the, you don't want to hunt the leading edge birds. Blah 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 blah. You know, one of the birds I don't really like hunting is the main mass mm-hmm. because it's it's really tough to pull birds yeah. away from 50,000 actual right. live birds right across the street from you. And even with my spread this year, which was over 2,000, whichever it was on accident, but even with 2,000 decoys, that ain't shit to yeah. 50,000 live birds. No, and then just – You're not pulling those birds. And the noise. You're just not. You're not, you're not pulling those birds. I would rather hunt leading-edge birds and – tail end birds that right. main mass migration is probably the most frustrating one so dale when people ask me when's the best time <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i'm like that dude i i just i can't even <laughs> i can't even answer that question you just flip a coin it's just, there's you know you just don't know is the best a... time is when you have available yeah we just go and we'll do the best we can what when do you have time off of work that's the best time yeah I actually hunted in Missouri, um, let's just say 10 years ago. I actually sat in a spread, and we were up on a hill on the north side, and uh, unbelievable amount. We ended up shooting three birds, 
and it was flock after flock. I mean, I, I did wow. we did we see seven hundred and fifty thousand? It was just unbelievable. And the guys were like, "Why aren't they coming in?" I'm like, "It's just masses. Because they're snow geese, you know. That's what they do. It's, it's masses. We can't. I mean, I said it's now. What day should I hunt? Well, I I can't tell you. I mean, we did you see any? Yeah, right. As we're we're in the right spot, but it's just like covered in birds. Can't control. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean it's, and and I like that too. And one of the reasons I really enjoy hunting South Dakota is that it's also like that's where you really get. Well, again, if we're talking about a snow line, but that's when you really get like that backlog of birds and even ducks. And if you can't shoot snow geese, but you're having the best duck show you've ever seen in yeah. your life. The clients are generally pretty damn happy about that. And I'm happy about like I, that doesn't get old to me. And, and when I'm sitting in my blind or no. whatever, and this year we used a panel blind, which I actually really like. Um, when you're covered up with fully sprigged out, fully plumed out pintails, and there's 150 of them 10 yards from your face, like, People don't get Bro, to see that. This and is what you're paying for. This, this is, is the this, experience what you're paying for. Right. This is it. That's something they don't. And then you got, you know, you're sitting there and like I said, the times I've popped in there, it's like you got, I mean, you literally got a pair of geese ooh, ooh, coming over the top of you at five feet and you're like, oh, look, I mean, <laughs> look at that. That's it's like, I don't even care that I can't. And you're covered in specks and everything. Like every duck right. you can think of in the prime breeding plumage, like it's just, and I've said this to other people, many, even if you don't hunt, like if you're just a wildlife nut or whatever, you need to get to the Dakotas during the spring migration because you haven't seen anything like it. It's, it, it. You literally are plopping yourself down in the middle of a Nat Geo special <laughs> and like your life is being narrated by David Attenborough. And <laughs> uh, in the morning, it's like Preston, South Dakota. The migration of pintail reaches the peak. You know, you're getting that kind of shit. Yeah. That's what it is. Like you just, you can't even imagine. Like, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's, uh. And the rewarding, and this sounds cliche, but the rewarding parts of a guide is when you get days like that. You get a massive duck migration, and these people are covered up in ducks that they just they, they, they can't even <laughs> right. imagine. And we haven't even touched our gun yet because the geese, the snow geese, haven't come off the water, or they, are, or maybe it's just a slow day for them, right. or whatever it is. But there's grins ear to ear, and somebody's, like, oh, what kind, of, what kind of duck was that? What was that? And then I get to educate people. Oh, that was a redhead, you know. Yeah. That was a this. That was a that. And then, and I'm full of useless trivia <laughs> when it comes to shit like that. Uh, but they're always amazed by it, you right. know, and, and that when you can fill a day with that kind of stuff, with that kind of banter and they experienced and more times than not, I would say nine times out of 10, they're coming away with that. Even if they don't shoot a snow goose, they're coming away with a really positive experience, right? They saw something they'd never seen before. They didn't even think was possible. They learned something. They were educated. And at the end of the day, they're like, this was that was an awesome day. It's you know? and that's those are the kind of clients actually, you know, if you think about it when clients call they, they you know, they might call four outfitters and they're interviewing you, right? In reverse of that, I'm interviewing them. Right. Oh, for I'm sure. like, yeah, yeah, no, my buddy, they went, they shot, you know, they're averaging 90 a day. I said, I, I, said, I got to be honest with you. You should probably you go, should with, go them. with them. I <laughs> mean, seriously. And and actually call me 
when you're done, let me know how that went. I'm, I mean, right. I'm very, I'm, I, I am not snippy. I'm not nothing. I just like, you let me know how that goes because that's, I, I don't feel like that's reality. But it and I happens, am, I am just rare. I am just brutally honest with these people is what their <laughs> expectations. You know, I do the same thing. Like at one of the, in snow goose hunting terms, I'm always like, "You guys aren't watching YouTube videos, were you, when you booked <laughs> this?" Because I'm, I'm not saying that can happen because it does happen. <laughs> but there's some things you should know. That was either filmed in Arkansas or Canada. Yeah. <laughs> That was not filmed in Lake Preston, South Dakota. I realize yeah. this isn't a great commercial yeah. for for Lake Preston snow goose hunting, but I'm like those, and they do it. Those hunts do happen. Absolutely, every year they we, do happen. We, we've we, and I, they even happen in South Dakota. Yeah, but it's rare. Yeah, there's a reason why you don't see every Tom, Dick, and Harry posting that video. There's a reason that same video has been circulating for 20 years. I I, I, I feel strongly in the last three or four years that these hunters' expectations are coming down to what's normal. And the reason is because there's not – now, there's there's guys in Arkansas that do – you know, you got to have an army, but they're doing feed fields and they're they're doing well. But even like last year – I just wasn't seeing much posted. You that know? contest this, that they had down in Arkansas this year, they did really well down there. The team that won it, for, well, I can't remember how many they shot, but it was in the hundreds. Like, yeah, damn. and then that's one of those things. Are, are they? Get, it all came together. Like, it just, there's that, but then the same thing is you don't know if they're, you know, they're jumping a dike and crushing. Well, I think it has to be over the new rules with the contest. Has I to know be over that, but then. Who's the judge? Well, I mean, so uh, I, I'm not uh, saying, possible, and there's but. a lot of people that aren't that, that you know, they're negative towards that because anytime they, money gets involved, there's but there's they're doing on opening weekend, which shit. I have had some hunters like they're aware of that and they're like, I don't know if I want to book then because I heard there's a contest down there and it's you know there's people as and like, where they have Arkansas has their youth season fucks everything up too yeah that, it's, that, it's, I dealt with that when I was down there their whole seasons uh that that whole de- well we used to it wasn't bad when they used to start at the last Monday of January so let's just say it's January 25th okay boom go February 3rd is your is your youth you know whatever so now we start on the first and then already. You, you know, you got it the 6th, whatever. You, you got whatever, so yeah. there's a week and you can't book, so that right. screws it up. And really, there's not many times I plan on staying there past the 20th of February. It's like it's right. – uh, you just I, I'm just not doing that. I'll, here's a hot – and this isn't a great commercial for <laughs> Premier Flight Snow Goose Hunting, uh, but I, here's a hot tip for anybody that wants to, like, you've never shot a spec and you want to shoot a spec or you want to Walmart or Pintail or whatever – the last weekend of January, absolutely, go to Arkansas. Like everybody waits to go to Arkansas for the spring snow goose season. It's like, li- listen, you can still shoot snow geese. They're, they're right. still in season. Right. The limit's fifty a day, which you're probably not going to get anyway. You're not going to get. So if you and you're going to shoot specs, and you have a really good chance at shooting a Walmart or pintail. There's a shit ton of them down there. Don't wait till the spring conservation opens. Go the last weekend of January. <laughs> yeah, no, the, covered in birds down there. We had tons of. We had a lot of rotate. I mean, I'd always have three or four groups that actually would hunt the last two days because we used to do duck hunts down there. They'd hunt the last two days of duck season, and then they do three days of snow goose hunt. But I had several groups that would continuously do that. I mean, that's the move. I, I feel like that's right. the move. Like you, you don't have to set up any different. 
you're setting the white spread, you're sitting in the white spread, you're you're basically hunting snow geese, but you are going to shoot specks and you are going to shoot pintails. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like it's going to happen. Well, we had a group from New York that came down there and uh, and they had, what, they have 13? Between the guides, whatever, and I'm not going to do the math here, but uh, they had uh, all legal, of course, but they I think there was 14, 15 of them. They hunted the Saturday ducks and we we it froze overnight mm-hmm. everything was frozen didn't even see one they're like uh, and and but we got we're getting warm Yikes. up the next day yeah. we ended up shooting 100 and you know we got our limits Whatever of was, yeah. ducks the Jesus. next day yeah you know between yeah. those guys yeah, and the they, other guides and when arkansas freezes you're talking you know some skim ice it ain't you're not driving no. Zero. They You're never, not driving half never tons saw on there. a duck. Next day, <laughs> yeah. Hunter, one of my guys, he's like, his, he had blood. I mean, he's like, dude, this is just unbelievable. I love those. I actually love. See, I, I don't know if I'm just a twisted individual that I like the macabre. You are. You are. I'll well, confirm I that. I am. I am a twisted individual. But I find some beauty and stuff like that. There's some. There's some pictures I take usually for myself. I don't generally share them on social media for obvious reasons but there'll be times i'll go to retrieve a goose and the way it's laying and the way like the blood splatter like if there's ice or there's snow or frost or whatever like for me there's some beauty in that like i don't i don't turn a blind eye to the brutality of what we do like we're killing things we're taking lives. like there's no way you can get around that no and i i don't like to put the kid gloves on with that so that's just a roundabout way of saying like there's there's times where the stark contrast of a white goose with some blood splatter with snow or whatever like every, I'll walk up to a goose and sometimes that image is just like shit that's fucking art right there <laughs> right. you know like that's like that's awesome some people might think it's macabre some think you know whatever but to me it's like I find beauty in it, it doesn't well it's but but we are we are harvesting and we're maintaining the population, whatever we're doing. So I, Oh, listen, I, I don't, if it wasn't like they made this spring conservation order of light geese permanent, what was that? Five, six, seven years ago now. Um, because we're not really chipping away at no, the population. We did right off the bat, but, but the, now it what ha- the biologist realizes that without this, we're fucked. Right. Like we're keeping it at a constant. Right. And, no, it's, it's it's an important thing, but listen, I utilize them when I when I get them. Like I yeah. love to eat them. I think they're yeah. one of the best tasting waterfall out there. Like snow geese are great. They get a bad reputation. You hear a sky carp, this that, and everything. Well, I've had I've had your snow, snow goose tacos. tacos. I mean, they're fantastic. And and actually, a lot of our guides, um, Paul. Uh, you know, they, they got recipe. I mean, and they're fantastic. I, I mean, love making those because it's so easy, and it I've yet to have a single person not go, holy shit, this is really good. Right. You know, it's like I've heard all the excuses. I've heard that, you know, oh, uh, I don't I'm like not, this, I don't uh, like that. Just try it. Just take a bite. And it's like not one person. I haven't even had a, eh, that's all right. No, everybody takes right. a bite and like, holy shit, this tastes really good. Yeah, I've been trying to tell you, like, they are actually really good. They're good, and it does. There's you don't have to soak them in milk. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. Like it's super simple. It's super fast. Just don't overcook them. That's all. That's yeah. That's the any, only thing you don't want to do. Any wildlife, but don't really, overcook. what you're 
the uphill battle is just the stigma. You know, they heard that they were gamey. They heard that they were tough. They heard that they were this. They heard they were that. But when you actually, like, nail somebody down, like, how many snow goose – how many snow geese have right. you actually eaten? Like, yeah. well, I've – well, I had some jerky once. Well, then why are you saying this shit? Yeah, you have no actual real world experience. I, I I feel now now here here's one thing I can tell you is when I was you know sixteen seventeen eighteen my dad used to take me out to Wyoming and we'd muley hunt and these deer ate sagebrush oh, and sage, whatever yeah. and I mean those deer I'm not I mean I'm not gonna lie they tasted like shit. Did mm. we eat them? Absolutely, but it just wasn't. It was was it wasn't the same what we sure. had here. Yeah, corn fed. You know what I mean? I've here. eaten that. It's like yeah, we make a roast. It's all good, but it's it's just. I'd like to try it. I like, I need to get my hands on some sage mule deer and see and That's, for myself because I haven't experienced it. You might be dead right. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I just no it was it, it was not good. In fact, we got to the point out there where we hunted at a ranch, and uh, you know they char- you know now you remember this is forty. God, you're old. Forty. I mean, a long time ago, and <laughs> and I was old. Yeah. So it was forty years ago, and they're out there, and they used to charge like a hundred dollars to shoot a doe, and like a hundred and fifty to shoot a buck. You know where we're at. So our opinion was once we did it the first time, and you know we didn't have a buck big enough that we so so we mm-hmm. take three does. So I'm like, I fucking that meat ain't that. You know that isn't great, and I ate we ate squirrels we ate, you know we ate everything nobody cared i was like ah, that's good. you know it's i can't sugarcoat it mm-hmm. it wasn't that great so when we went out there following past that you know i'm telling my dad i'm like dude if if i can't find a big buck i am not shooting a doe you know right. what I mean? yeah i'm, right. I'm, I'm just not, not shooting one no yeah, yeah, i'm yeah, just yeah, uh, yeah. just i i love the experience yeah it was great i mean it's hunting i mean you against the world. I haven't shot world. a mule deer, so I would really like to do that some year. Um, I know. I, I, maybe I – and when I go, I'm going <laughs> to a sage area. I want to – I want to – because I've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah, we were – I can't remember. We were up by uh, – we must – I think we were through uh, Casper somewhere there. But it was just, you know, it's a lot of sagebrush and, you know, there's no crop. It's just they got to mm-hmm. eat what they got to eat. And then you can definitely taste Their diet meat. can definitely change – their flavor and again so i'm going off of other anecdotal evidence from other people because i haven't personally experienced this but i've heard that like bears that are eating berries taste way better than let's say a bear that's eating salmon um brant geese i've heard that the pacific coast brants taste great the atlantic coast don't atlantic coast Brants don't taste that great because mm. their diet is different. They have like an oh, eelgrass on the west coast. I don't know what they're eating on I, the east coast, but I've heard. Again, it's all this is all hearsay. Right, I, but I, I but if you experience think, or, experience if you think about it, myself. it makes sense. I mean, you know, if you're eating shit, it's gonna taste like yeah, shit. So I should taste like Doritos and Casey's pizza. <laughs> right. Yeah, like a, if a bear was gonna eat. And me. I I would like to add this on. If you ever want a crow <laughs> hunt, you ever want a crow hunt and uh, really shoot a lot of them, you just get a goddamn McDonald's bag. <laughs> you rip it open with some French fries, and you will cut if their they, throat. If they ever open a seagull season, this can be me. I'm gonna lease out a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> it's just you can't bait. 
So no. it's just but an empty McDonald's bag should be enough. That's all that's actually what I need. And yeah. I and that's from that comment was from the world famous Ron Wenicky, God rest his soul again, world goose calling champion. He guided for me for a couple of years. God damn, Dean, you want to kill some of them crows, you just get a McDonald's bag, send that some bitch up there, they'll be coming up there, you shoot the shit out of them. I was like, okay, okay Ron. Yeah, so uh yeah. Tra- train professional. You need, li- you, get, you need to line up some pigeon hunts. Is there a lot of pigeon around Rochester? Oh yeah, we you got need to line up some pigeon hunts. That's oh, we a got thing. like our West Field, one of our fields. There's they got uh, cribs, you know, or whatever, and and between the corn, whatever, and that's like it's top notch. They're unregulated. No, well, I we'll got book some August. No, hunts no, for we got pitch. them. Go. I got, I got like some of my guides, like Browning and guys like that. Are just like, hey, can we go out and? <laughs> You know, pigeon because they're they're banned. A lot of them are banned oh, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, so they're yeah, getting yeah. oh, they're just. I got people. Not, it's like, hey, we want to cross. I know. Then I, I phone I, never rings when this kind of you, stuff happens. You want a pigeon hunt? I will God. put you on the best goddamn spot. Who it? Yeah, I Let's know. Go. I know. I know a guy. I'm in. I know I'm a guy. In. We actually last year. I'll be scouting for real pigeon hunted the first time last year. I like this was a last year goose season was frustrating for me, but I lined up like. The earliest I'd ever gone out and lined up fields for the fall. It's a beautiful small grain fields, wheat fields. I'm like, this is going to be great, <laughs> except they all matured too fast, and they got cut three weeks before opener. Mm. So they're all just a weed field by the time right. September 1st rolled around. Um, but the silver lining of that dark cloud was like, there were so many pigeons using this field. <laughs> and we were just like, my buddy's like, should we come out and hunt this next weekend? I'm like, yeah, yeah. we should. Soon out there, we and we said we didn't have any decoys. Well, we we just had we just put our spinning wing duck decoys yeah. out there. Dude, they eat those things up. Right. We picked. Up, I don't know how many we actually shot, but we picked up over fifty, and it was so much fun. That, like, that is, was that was so much fun. That that's that's a hoot, and we uh we had some. I got a. One of my fields is down at a sand pit, and uh, they taste good too, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah, and but we're down by the sand pit, and uh, my cousin owns it, and he's like, uh, "We got pigeons are going into their Silos chambers. And shit. It's yeah, just yeah. A, you know." And he's like, "So we we get four guys. We're sitting there, and uh, somebody walks up, and we're banging Bang. on the thing, and, and they start, you know, they start coming on. I mean, we're just, I mean, this is just a gauntlet. It's like, so we, let's let's say we shot seven of them, and, uh, but, I mean, it was just like, it's trap shooting at us. Oh, I mean, yeah, even yeah, even yeah. the world-famous me killed a couple. Dude, that's, that's legit wing shooting. Like, this isn't. This a, was just, this I mean. This isn't a, an 11-pound honker floating no, in the wind, the, backpedaling. Like these things, here's here's a hot tip for anybody that goes pigeon hunting. <laughs> First shot, great. You hit it or you missed. That's fine. Whatever happens, do not take your second shot immediately. Give it a second because when you shoot, they all dip and dive. Yeah. But then they re they recalibrate and then you take your second <laughs> shot. If you think you're just going to go pop 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 three pigeons, you're not. Yeah, you're just not. Well, I didn't give them that much time. <laughs> it was flash shooting, you know, because yeah. we we're in a really t- 
tight quarters. So we had to, you know, when they're going, it's just like, yep, you know, and we we did well. It's fun. We did it's, well. It's a lot of fun. We did. And then you just take the ones that you do kill, you put them on the field, and they become decoys, and it's just like cascades yeah. and more and more. Well, and more I do have fun. a hot spot for you, so I will, Good, get, I, will, I will get you hooked up. And I think I was talking to your 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 kid this this uh, this spring. Um, just let me know if you need guides this fall winter too. I mean, yeah, it ain't that far. Away. No, no, it's not. And you know, just see where you're at. I always take a day at a time, so I'm not there yet. And uh, when when you know when we get closer, we start getting busy. It's got to you know. I always say, with well, the, yeah, I things got to make sense. But yes, duh. yeah, they got to make sense. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean, comes late because up by me. It's great, and I I booked some my own trips up there last fall, and we had it was an okay season. It wasn't that great to be honest, but once we freeze up there, that's it, right? And that's what I that's dr- it. That's what I dream. And of. that's what you're waiting for. I'm waiting. So for... once that happens, yeah, then then my it's calendar's time. open. Okay, buddy. I know, I know, <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, then my calendar's open. So I mean, if I have to drive an hour and a half to go. Well, no, geese, we're, it. it's, yeah, no, it's, it's, it, like I said, last year was insanely busy and, uh, you know, we'll, you know, I, COVID people just want to do something well, and outside. I, and you I know? hope we, re, I hope that we retain some of them. We're not going to retain all of them, but I hope no, we retain a certain But I think people did it. They, I had people last year and I'm not just saying it, that they're just like, we, you know, we haven't hunted in eight years and and we're like but we we want to do something outdoors and and that's was i mean if you think about it yeah everything that got well when people when there was a run on toilet paper that was a light bulb for a lot of people they're like i don't know how to procure my own food like if the shit gets real i'm fucked and that brought a lot of people out i got i fielded a lot of questions from a lot of people about hunting and fishing like how do i get into this what do i need to do like i realized like i don't know how to get my own food i'm like okay well that's one reason to get into hunting but i you know, not answer a lot of. But they questions. had rec- record sales last yes. year with everything. Yeah. I mean, from yeah. boats to trolling motors to. I got. I, mean, I got it a grandpa, dad, son. Goose hunt last year, uh, last fall. Neither one of them had ever hunted ever. Insane, and they, like from Denver, just city people. Just and and kudos to the dad for recognizing. Like he's like, I just realized like. They don't have this experience. Like, they don't have this perspective. You know, we grew up in the cities. We don't know anything about this stuff. And I don't know if it was COVID or what it was that, like, I th- I think kicked that, him in, I, in I, the I, ass to do it. I but think a lot of it was. I just think people – because you couldn't do anything. Right. Like, but they're allowing outside. Yeah. If so that's why it was insane. It's just people are just like, it's like, yep. And I had people come down. They're just like, next week they're booking another hunt. Yeah. Yeah, we and want to do it again. We had a, did we smash them? I wouldn't say we smashed them, but we shot birds every day. I had them, I had them for two days. And um, I watched this kid legitimately shoot his first mm-hmm. ever goose. Like we had a single come in. I said, it's shoot great. him. It's, and he popped up and he shot him. And it was like. It died when I like that. That's cool. That, that's, like, th- but, there's nothing better than that. But I have I have my guides like Ethan and 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 my kid and other people. You know, they're out there. And then Paul, he's like, yeah, I had this little kid out there. Shot, yep, we landed one. Walked his ass out there. 
He shot it. He's like dad was just smiles from yeah, ear to oh, ear. Best. And you can't. It's it's. Did you shoot a lemon? Who who cares? No, yeah. it's no. experience. They yeah. they had that. Like this that, one wasn't even a turkey shoot. Like it was still. I mean, he was you know right. Almost landed. He hadn't quite landed when I call a shot. The kid popped up. But shot you realize, it on Dale, the wing, Dale, that was that. Dale, most of these people miss the first shot, so then it's in the air of the second one. That still it's counts. It's true, but th- to this kid's <laughs> credit, first shot, one and done. Bing, yeah. bang, boom. <laughs> goose up, goose down, and it was great. And I don't remember how many we shot that day. It was – I don't remember. It, we didn't limit, and we didn't limit the next day either, but they had enough. And uh, I went – the second day I went back, and, you know, I – Showed them how to clean them up and stuff like yeah. that, and I made them goose tacos. So, like, okay. well, what do you do? So I'm Why like, want you? Because they had a VRBO. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not doing anything this afternoon. You want me to come <laughs> over? I'll, I'll whip up some tacos for you, you know. And <coughs> so me. that's what we did, and and they were blown away. And it's like, all right, well, those people, I hope, are hooked for life. If nothing else, even if they never hunt again. If any sort of legislation comes up, any sort of anti-hunting legislation, anything yeah. like that comes across their table, we now have an ally. Right. That's we we and we have and, and that's a huge factor I think when you're talking about metropolitan people yeah. that are and so again, kudos to him for recognizing like we're out of touch when it comes to this aspect of life and I just want my son to experience it. Now does he have to become a lifetime life long hunter no he doesn't have to but i just want him to experience it right. at least one time and he's going to be positive as far as if anything well what one thing i can tell you is like i, I i'm a strong believer is like if your dad doesn't hunt the odds of you hunting is nil i mean it's just it just doesn't happen i mean slightly but not not much so my kid going through high school whatever and then he's got buddies that are like uh they're you know yeah, we should go goose something. It's like, where are we going to go? Uh, my dad owns a guide service. We're good. Uh, <laughs> We're whatever. good. So I know he, got, he got so <laughs> many kids. And even when he went to college, they would have these uh, deals, and he'd get like 10, 12 kids come up, and uh, we'd put them on a hunt and stuff that these people would never hunt. And just like his buddies, whatever, and a lot of them are still hunting today, their dads did not hunt. And that's it's like mm-hmm. it's there's have, a, actually, have an avenue. The last five five years, I'll say maybe ten, but mostly in the last five years, there's been a lot of what it, like a term is has been coined adult onset hunters. There's been quite a few of them that have come out of the woodwork and from kind of unexpected places. The hipster movement actually brought about a lot of adult onset hunters because it it became cool. To procure your own food. Sure. So it's like once that kind of like took on like I went out and I got this myself. Once that that kind of got its tendrils into like the urban culture, there was this boom. And these people that have never had their dad didn't hunt. Nobody hunted. They're just like, I'm going to do this. It became cool for a brief moment in time. So, I mean, at least we got something positive out of hipsters. They gave us skinny jeans. Not too, not too happy with that. But they gave us some urban adult onset hunters. So I think I'm just, that. I'm just waiting for the mullet to come back. <laughs> it's back, baby. It's back, big time. Rocket, do it. Well, that's my story, and I'm sticking to oh, yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Well, 
let's let's wrap this up, Dean. Thanks for finally sitting down doing it. This was this was fun. Yeah, and what I, we should do is just set up microphones at the Lake Preston Motel because the conversations oh, we have out there intense. are hilarious. Yeah, no, and we we could do that. I, mean, I don't know that it's anything to do with hunting, but it's no, funny. But my <laughs> wife said when they got these shows on TV, you know, of blah blah blah, she's like, why? I mean, you guys should just have someone follow you because, my God, <laughs> it would be this is, it would be a really good like A and E or History Channel like reality show. Well, they like, like the guys <laughs> digging up there for gold and stuff. It is, they're going to go. What are these shitheads doing today? Uh, you know, whatever. Look at the characters that we have guiding, right? Just in general guiding, and then like local characters in Lake Preston. Just, hey, I mean, hey Rob, how many did you shoot? Shut the hell up. Yeah, yeah. Here, <laughs> <laughs> yeah here's, how come we don't have Rob on your podcast? Because it'd be the world's shortest podcast. All right, right. Po- all right, Rob, let's talk who's hunting. I don't want to. All right, well, thanks for listening. That was great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you want to talk about horse training, I'm in. I mean, in fact, I'll tomorrow, talk. <laughs> tomorrow I'm going to send a text to the group thread behind. I'm going to scroll back and find it and go and just ask if anybody's killing any. <laughs> exactly. Am I getting any? Yeah. No, that's it. Uh, one one thing, uh, <laughs> just uh, we got game fair coming up the second and third weekend of oh, August. Yeah, we so get to do uh, that this year. Woo. We will be up there. We're back up there. I'm in the Molt Gear booth with Scott Trinan. He's yeah, rocking and rolling, making calls, and we'll be up there booking hunts. And uh, I, you know, I expect it to be probably as busy as it ever was because oh, of, it's going to be big this year. So I think it'll be big. So if anybody can come up there, stop in the booth, say hi. And, when is that? Second and third? Yeah, no. it's like the it's it's the, the first week. It's like August. the third, twelfth, and thirteenth, and the twentieth, I believe, or somewhere in that ball game. Second, 13, and twenty. You just—that's a lot of different dates. It's I, in August. I, I'm literally throwing shit out there and seeing what <laughs> sticks, but. Wait, is it the seventh and eighth? Nope. Of August? No. No, it'd be the thirteen, fourteen, twenty, twenty-one. Okay. Oh, good. I don't have anything going on. Of course you Sweet. don't. Well, yeah. I do now. I'm going to be at. Yeah, you come up Game there, Fair. get a hold of me. I'll get you in. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm. I plan on it. That's going to be a lot of fun. Well, that's pretty cool. So, anybody wants to book a trip, it's premierflight.com, I assume. Uh, it's uh, goosegrinders.com. Oh, goosegrinders.com. Yeah, goosegrinders.com or premierflightguideservice.com. Either one will hook you up with my butt. What? Mm, I don't know if that's a great ad, but. Um, well, let's just pass on that. Let's just say it'll hook you up with a hunt. <laughs> Hawkers in the fall, the white devil in the spring. Maybe a pigeon hunt? Huh? Should we start booking pigeon guided pigeon hunts? I there's a high huh? request. Huh? I can get it done. Huh? So huh? have your people get a hold of my people. <laughs> I might be able to drum some people up. We'll see what happens. I got a spot. Alright, later, dude. Alright, rock on. <laughs>